It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Do you ever think about me? Do you ever cry yourself to sleep in the middle of the night when you're awake? Are you calling out for me? Do you ever reminisce? Woo! I can't believe I'm acting like this. Girl, it's crazy. How I still can feel your kiss It's been six months, eight days, twelve hours since you went away Brexit, Brexit, Brexit Woo! I miss you so much and I don't know what to say European Union I should be over you I should know better but it's just not the same It's been six months, eight days, 12 hours since you went away. That's on austerity. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That song was chosen for a reason also because we're very much going to get into that singer. We're going to do all of that. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube... (laughs) This is looking a little bit cute, not gonna lie The setup is starting to look a little bit cute I'm starting to find my feet But I say I'm starting to find my feet Jonathan helped me with some bits And then and there's gonna be like a whole revamp of the background I wish I could take you upwards Higher, higher Higher, higher, higher Higher, Jesus, higher Higher, higher, higher Higher, Jesus, higher Lower, Rishi, Rishi Loa rishi rishi Loa suela suela Loa suela suela Because they're the demons So you know And Carolyn Bryant can join them there But we'll talk about that later You're probably like What is going on? Like what the hell am I listening to? It's me Kelechi in the most gorgeous place to be Obviously you can see the light in And I'm wearing my little Is this leopard print? Or is it cheetah print? Because I don't know the mandem in the Serengeti like that But are they even in the Serengeti? Am I, oh my, one of my Next to my little finger The skin between my little finger And my other finger There's some dryness But it's because I wash my hands And I didn't carry enough moisturiser with me today But anyway, we move Um, In the most beautiful place to be Let me actually finish the freaking intro No, what I was going to say before that Is I wish I could take you higher with the um, camera um, Because above my head Are all my tarot decks Not all of them But the ones I've brought to the office They're above my head And I've got an actual reveal I pre-ordered this deck This beautiful, beautiful deck um, Before it came out Obviously pre-order and it's arrived So I'm going to do a little unboxing um, They're called It's called the This Might Hurt Tarot Deck I can't wait It's a special edition I'm very, very excited Because I've been using the Lisa Star Modern Tarot Witch Deck For Modern Witch Tarot Deck Lisa Star Modern Witch Tarot Deck For a minute And you know I love that deck I do most of my readings with that deck But 
I've now got this deck. Technically, I should have charged it. I should have cleaned it and I should have charged it before I started using it to read because I'm going to use it for the tarot reading today. But we move. It's fine. And um, yeah, anyway, let me get back to the intro. It's me, Kalechi, in the most gorgeous place to be. And you are listening slash watching SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mom. I'm whispering because Lev is with me at the office. And I just don't want him to go to nursery and start shouting that. But anyway, we continue, obviously. <laughs> oh, definitely cutting down on the swearing today. You can trust me on that. Um, What have I been up to this week? So, or in the last week, sorry. Happy bank holiday, by the way, if you, was, if you have a bank holiday. I feel like we've got a few this month. I don't know what's going on. Ever since I've become like self-employed over the past few years, I don't know when our bank holidays are because they actually don't mean a lot to me. Um, I mean, apart from the fact that like bank transactions are a bit delayed or um, post office isn't open, literally banks aren't open. Apart from those things, I just, I don't, and, and nursery, nursery is not open. Apart from those things, I just genuinely don't know when things are happening because it's immaterial to me. Uh, maybe I should care more. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what was I saying that I don't know if this print that I'm wearing is cheetah or leopard? Maybe you'll help me with that. When I actually figure out how to change these questions on the Spotify thing, maybe you can help with that. Or just tweet it at me. Either way, it looks cute. I got it from look, I got it from Manners London. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd started messing things up um, in my little setup. I got it from Manners London. It's a little cat suit. It's a cat suit. Very cute. I just wish that sometimes cat suits would make allowance for the fact that some of us have skinny ankles. We might have like thick thighs, but we've got skinny ankles. So I always have to like fold my, um, I always have to fold whichever leggings I have on. I usually have to fold them up just so they can hug higher up on my, on my ankle or my leg. But I love this outfit. Anyway, I love this um, whole look. Uh, so what did I, I was going to say what I did this week. I need to get my brain to slow down. I went to go and watch Four Black Boys uh, for the third time. Well, second time this season, this year. First time was last year at the Royal Court. They're at the Apollo Theatre. I think most of the tickets are sold out. But I went to go and watch it with Winston Good and Ebenita um, and their, you know, organisation. And it was just really, you know what? I enjoyed Four Black Boys more. So for the full title is for black boys who have considered suicide when the hue gets too heavy. Um, the third time watching it was actually my favorite. There was something different about the energy of the actors. I think that they were playing around with the emotions behind the words more. And I think you get to do that when you're in the theater, you know, night to night, you get to like tweak it and try different things. And I, and I really think that it was superbly measured when I saw it this time round, And I think that's enough. Like seeing it three times, Kelechi, Otito, it is enough. Calm down. Baby, calm down. Calm down. Lockdown. Lockdown. Calm down. So yeah, that is exactly what I'll be doing. If you're hearing remnants of what our little baby boy is watching um, on the tablet, then, you know, you just have to work with me, you know, got to work with me. I was meant to go to a few other engagements, but honestly, I didn't feel up to it. I was so tired. I just, I did the bare minimum. 
I'm I'm trying to conserve energy because I've got to get going on writing this novel and I'm not making much headway. Not because I don't have the ideas, kind of because I don't have all of the ideas, but more so because I just need to be a cleaner vessel. Like I need to be able to channel more um, accurately and I'm just not there right now. So I need to rest a bit more. However, I started my tap dance classes, not cooning, not like them lot in the Tories, not like, not tap dancing like a black Tory, just tap dancing. Right. So I used to take that uh, tap dancing classes when I was at Brit school. So that's when I was around 16. Um, and then I haven't, now I'm what, 36 and I haven't done it since. Um, and I really wanted to do it. So I got myself a cute pair of gold tap dancing shoes. I should have brought them in to show you. They're super cute. Gold pair of tap dancing shoes. Uh, they've got like little red laces. Proper feeling like Dorothy. Only that Kansas. I don't know what's going on with this country or with this city. Because yeah, I'm not home. But even the home as in Nigeria, even that one, it gets as it be. But anyway, gold tap dancing shoes. Went to my first tap dancing class in ages in forever on like last week, Tuesday. And then I've got like weekly lessons and I'm just so excited. And I wasn't bad, you know, like I wasn't like sick, but I wasn't bad, you know? So I'm looking forward to it. It's a six week course, I believe. And then I'll see how I get on and I can, you know, sign up to another if I want to keep it going. I know I'm going to miss one of the weeks. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to miss one week. But the teacher is decent. We're having a great time. And it's and I love that. It's just us adults, like people who are older than I am, and they are taking tap classes, beginners tap classes. It's beautiful because I just feel like it goes to show that at any age, like you can do the things that you want to do at any time. Like time is really a construct. It's a man-made construct. Take whatever you want to do, just do it. No Nike, just do it. Swish swoosh. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to continuing with that. Like you going to the places that continue to fill you with joy, the places that continue to fill you with hope, I think is so, so important. Yeah, it's just so important because life is hard enough as it is. And I speak about so many heavy subjects sometimes. Like imagine if I didn't have the things that I just did for the sake of doing it, you know, just for the sake of doing it. With that being said, I am now looking for a voice agent because like I've done quite a lot of voice work, especially with narrating audiobooks and this and that and this, and I don't actually have a voice agent. So I want a voice agent now. So I'll have a literary agent, an acting agent, and I need a voice agent. I need them things to be coming in. So you'll just be listening to one random advert and it's my voice coming through my dulcet tones, (laughs) coming through the microphone, eh? also known as a microphone. Can't wait. So yeah, on the lookout for that. Birmingham live show, I gave you all of the wrong information. Why? Because Mercury is in micro braids and it is tight. <laughs> it is tight. The live show in um, Birmingham will not be on the 17th of June. I actually have an important engagement on that actual day. So it's wild that I even thought that I'd be doing it on that date. Um, it should be the week after, but we're still finalizing all of these things. Again, I'm not trying to put pressure on nobody or even put pressure on myself because again, Mercury is in Lucasade. So whenever um, everything gets sorted, then we move. But June 
is what we're working with. End of June is what we're working with, but keep you updated on all of that. Also, I've set up the regular giving um, page for the children's home on enthuse.com. I will add the link to the show notes. I have to remember to add the link to the show notes. If I do not add it, can somebody, because some of you really like to tweet at me over the most mundane things to be like, Kalechi, I think you forgot. So remind me if I don't put it. Um, Because it'll be great to have lots more people um, Giving regularly £5 a month Whatever you want to do to support So I can finish this freaking children's home So children can actually live in it it. My God Like (laughs) it has drained me of my resources Has drained me of my creativity Like let's get this thing over the line Please (sighs) So yeah That's that um, are those all my things? Yeah, I think I've covered, yeah, I've covered everything. Anyway, let's get to the tarot. Let's get to the tarot. I've chosen the question. Let's see. Baby come down. I swear like he's making that thing louder as I'm recording, but maybe not. Maybe I'm imagining it. Um, where's this question? Here we go. This question for Tarot this week says, will we reconnect? Blessings, Kelechi. I hope all is well in your world. I am a Virgo baby girl who has just left a situationship December 5th. December 5th. Ah! I've got things to say about December 5th, but I shall not be saying it. (laughs) December 5th. Sorry. Why am I laughing? Like you left a situationship on December 5th. Why am I it's not about you, Kelechi. Let's start again. Blessings, Kelechi. I hope all is well in your world. I am a Virgo baby girl who has just left the situationship December 5th. Look how long you wrote this to me on the 16th of January and I'm only getting to it now, but everything happens when it's meant to happen. Okay. I did not know, um, it was a situationship at the time. The guy I was with was also a Virgo and two years older than me, 24. We both go to the same school and had the same class together during the situationship. While in the relationship, he barely called, texted and chatted with me. When I was in an intimate relationship with him and asked him what would happen if we had sex, he pulled the virginity card and that I should have sex with someone I love. I got upset and was very disrespected. He never took accountability for how he talked to me. Since the breakup, I have been getting feelings that he could be coming back into my life. I have some choice words that I still want to say to him, but in my heart of hearts, I know he's not good for me to be around. With all that being said, I ask whether this man will come back into my life and will he stay? Those are two questions. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to read my letter. Many blessings upon your houses a Virgo baby girl, a Gemini rising and a Capricorn moon. Oh, so Pluto's really playing with your emotions. And it's just emotions taking me over. Caught up in sorrow, lost in the soul. And if you would come back. Oh, I see what you did there, Spirit. Oh, that's why I was singing it. (laughs) And if you would come back come home to me darling don't you know there's nobody left in this world to hold me tight don't you know there's nobody left in this world to kiss goodnight 
I keep giving you What do they call it in France? Bangers Le banger Yeah? Bangers That C'est banger Alright? There you go But we'll get into this Will they be coming back? There are so many I'm fascinated by Will they reach out? Will they contact me? Um, Tarot videos on YouTube They genuinely fascinate me I'm trying to understand The psychology behind them They're so funny to me um, Because there's so many of them And it makes me think that So many people are waiting And waiting And waiting on people Who probably don't deserve To be waited on Like really F them mofos See what I did there Because we know the baby boy is in the house So, um, well, let's get to the tarot So let's just switch cameras So you can see my new deck And then we can Well, if you're listening You're not going to see the new deck But, um, yeah, let's switch cameras Go to the thing of the things And, um, yeah, let's do it that way So let's switch and see what's going on What's going in Here we go Right <sighs> Move this microphone with me All right, so this is the This Might Hurt tarot deck. Why can't you see it? Okay, maybe you can see it there. Let me move it this way. Uh, Yeah, This Might Hurt tarot deck. Very beautiful. It's by Isabel, what's her name? Am I giving her a new name? Let's see, Isabella Rotman. So I pre-ordered it months ago The moment I saw the illustrations I was just like that is a bit of me So it shows here um, I hereby certify This is a copy of the This Might Hurt Tarot deck Limited to 2,000 copies um, Numbered 1346 I bet that's an angel number for me Of 2,000 So that's what that is there Very cute So um, it comes with a journal as well The pocket tarot journal And it, it comes with the deck Now like I said before I ideally should charge up this deck before using it So usually what I would do Is sleep with it under my pillow Before actually using it um, And charge it up um, with moonlight as well My foot was itchy for a second there Um it's really beautiful. It's got a black woman um, depicted as the strength card. And um, yeah, it's just gorgeous. It's come with a little, I think it's a spread as well. Yeah. You've got a little tarot mat to use as well. And it comes with an oracle deck as well. So I'm going to get into the oracle deck at some point as well and use that when I'm doing the readings. So all beautiful things. Gorgeous So yeah I'm looking forward to getting all the way into that Drop that on the floor Anyway let's get into your question Will this person come back to you? What I'm trying to understand is And maybe I read it wrong Maybe I need to read it again But why were you offended that they I mean we talk about virginity and all of that being a construct (sighs) Sorry I'm blowing into the new deck Giving it some of my hot breath My breath feels really hot today um, why are you offended that they said that, um, you know, they, what is it? Let's switch back to this one. Why are you offended that they said that they didn't want to, um, sleep with you? So situationship, I don't know, like, were you, so were you intimate, like, were you doing things, but not penetration? I don't know. You don't have to answer that, but I'm just trying to understand what exactly, 
you were talking about But I feel like it was a fair and honest thing for them to say Like don't waste your pum pum on me baby Like I know that it can feel like rejection But sometimes rejection is protection Literally Literally Um. So let's see Spirit Honourable ancestors Ascended masters This baby girl I mean she asked in January And you know what I'm like with my email spirit But What you First of all Can you tell me About this guy Let's just start there I'm just trying to get Gauge his Oh beautiful Let's see what the cards are saying So We've got the chariot that came out It's probably how I've shuffled it So we'll go with the chariot card first So the chariot card tells me that They're still figuring out a lot of stuff In their life Um, And I don't know I just get a response Not responsible But I just get an a sort of fair vibe from them You mentioned that it's the Virgo man And um, honestly sometimes I find Virgo men Not all Because I know some like really cool Virgo men But there are some Virgo men Who behave like wet blankets Like they are too concerned With playing um, the good guy Or the nice guy That they never want to like Get to it exactly So they're a bit of Sometimes they can come across as people pleasers Or a bit passive aggressive so, but again, this I'm not talking about all Virgos, right? I'm just talking about a specific Yeah, and he's just not ready for intimacy So we've got the Hierophant card here And we've also got the Lovers card that comes out I mean, they're coming out next to each other Because I also haven't shuffled well But we've got the Chariot, we've got the Ten of Wands We've got the Hierophant and we've got the Lovers card Let me just put the Lovers here so it can be seen this so beautifully drawn I feel like I love this deck so much already Um, So they're still racing through life I mean you mentioned that they're 24 Like they're still figuring things out I don't know Has their, their frontal lobe Has it even finished developing I mean it's for both of you really But Ten of Wands here says that There's a lot of baggage I feel like almost That comes from either their studies As well as their family life As in like their Yeah you know their household um, and the way that they've been brought up as well And the lover's card They do want to be intimate They do want to get close to somebody But they just haven't quite learned how to yet And they just very They're very very afraid Of hurting somebody Of hurting somebody's feelings And you know what I feel like I get it I get it Some people just don't like to feel that whole thing of like Oh you know, I've hurt somebody's feelings And in somebody's story, I'm a bad guy To the extent that they just don't act Like they want things to change But they just won't act You know, like it's almost like You know, people talk about Oh, you know, life doesn't happen to you It happens for you Like they are happy for life to happen to them um, Rather than them having to make any decision That makes them look bad in any way And I rarely, I struggle to trust those kind of people Like Say what you need to say and do what you need to do in it Like you're going to be the villain in somebody's story And as long as you know that you were your authentic self And you did what you needed to do and you stayed true to yourself It might sting But you've just got to do you Like you've really got to Um, So that was the first question about like Okay, what's what's his, well where's his head at sort of thing And now let's look at them coming back I mean 
Do you want them to come back? Because they seem a bit avoidant. So if they're a bit avoidant and maybe you're in a, maybe a bit of an anxious attachment type, maybe that's why you're like, oh, you know, the, the emotional unavailability appeals to you in that regard. So let's see, will this Virgo man come back to this Virgo baby girl? I've got to be careful not to influence this because I have my own like personal opinion of like the behavior, but, and I mean, this is since, you know, this is since, what is it? January that you sent this and it happened December 5th. And we've got a lot of eclipses happening. This is eclipse season. So off the top of my head, I feel like there is, or there has been definitely some communication or there will be some communication soon enough. Let's see what these cards are. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe I get. I feel like um, by the time I've already done this reading, you lot have already spoken in some way. I don't know. Have you slept together now? Because I've got two of cups and I've got ace of cups. So that's the vibe that I'm getting that, well, if it's either them or you've kind of moved on. <laughs> my girl, my G, it looks like that. Oh, queen of swords. Yeah, I feel like you f- you're in a much better place mentally about this now. We've got the queen of swords that comes out here as well. Libra card. Um, yeah. Something's shifted. Something's shifted and you feel more mature. You feel more in your power. And I think this eclipse season will bring out more things. Yeah. And then the strength card has come out. Yeah. You've definitely, something's shifted in that time frame. I think so. I'm just moving the cards up a bit and spreading them out. Something's shifted, um, but you've definitely done something. You've definitely released in some way. Cause I'm saying that because of this ace of cups, that's just very, very kind of like, you can see it like very, I'm not going to say the graphic image that I've that's come to mind. If you can see the image, you'll know what I'm thinking about. And then we've got the two of cups here, which feels like a reconciliation or a return or reciprocity um, of love or affection. Is what I get there. This deck is absolutely stunning. My God. Um, so if you are already chatting or whatever, or you've moved on, I feel like what's the advice for you? That's what I want to know more of. Like what spirit do you have in terms of advice for this Virgo baby girl and how she shares her love and shares of herself going forward? What is the advice for this Virgo baby girl sharing herself and her love going forward? Saving all my love for you. Are you a side chick now? Why did that song come to my head? Um, Let's see what this is. Three of Wands, the Tower. Okay. One second. I'm having to pause as I'm recording because Lev is asking for every manner of everything. Um, so the cards that come out is Three of Wands. Show that there. Three of Wands as well as the Tower. Yeah. And again, it's very much giving sort of like sexual energy very phallic three of wands yeah it just really says like you've got to expand your horizons that's why we're seeing this here like you've got to expand your horizons allow yourself to try something different to try something new um explore your sexuality in a way that isn't um 
shrouded in like shame or anything like allow for your curiosity to do what your curiosity is you know wanting to do like don't limit yourself is the message I think that comes through there three of wands is about expansion it's and the tower is very much making me think of yeah like just explore more the tower people usually see exactly we've got the magician card that comes out as well so just put the magician card down we've got the magician card that comes out as well that confirms that like you've got to own your power you've got to really step into your power and make this exploration about you and not how people are accepting you three of cups yeah have a good time definitely like ease off and try to date more than one person I feel like is the advice here for you I hope that that resonates um yeah I hope that that resonates Woo. okay that's that done for tarot me and my barefoot. At least my foot's creamed, you know? At least my foot's creamed. Let me bring this over here. Um, yeah, tarot. I didn't even have, I didn't bring out my um my other deck. My where is it? My dickhead in recovery affirmation cards. I'd have to reach up. No, we'll leave that. I feel like that's just like that covers it. Anyway, let me pick up this week's show sponsors who are ExpressVPN before we get to share your magnificence. Okay, let's do that. So thank you to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking into your bag or checking your baggage in at the airport without a lock. And you know what? For the longest time I was actually doing that. Can you imagine? I wasn't padlocking my luggage when I was traveling. I was moving like a waste man. Can you see how ridiculous that is? Anyway, when you don't have VPN network or you don't have ExpressVPN, that's exactly what you're doing. You think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through your panties, your, you know, your hemorrhoid cream. I don't know, like your sex toys. There was one time that I was traveling from Atlanta to Washington, D.C., and I had my vibrator in my luggage. And when it was going through the scanner and then they were la- like laughing. God. Anyway, moving on. So when you go online without VPN, um, internet service providers can see every single website that you visit so they can legally sell this information without your consent and um, they can sell it to like ad companies tech giants they can just do whatever they want right so when you use expressvpn it um, allows for you to do what you need to do and not for the your internet service provider to see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server and your data is also encrypted for maximum security and protection. So it's really, really easy to use. You can fire it up on anything. I've got it on my MacBook. I've got it on my iPhone. You can even put it on your smart TV if that's how you're rolling. Um, Yeah, you can use it. You can put it on your router as well. So then you're not having to worry. You could just use your internet, just put it on your router and you're not having to put it on each separate device in your home. Um, so yeah, it's worth using. So secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash straws. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws. So you can get um, your um, an extra three months free when you sign up. So that's expressvpn.com forward slash straws go and get your things all right i know some of you take your time with this stuff go and get your things anyway let's get to share your magnificence i actually have a voice note this week i've got a voice message that i'm going to play so we can all get into that let me see where it is because i just thought it was just so 
gorgeous. I just need to remember everybody's name. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, Baby, come down, come down. Why is that song in my head? Anyway, let's do Show Your Magnificence. Hello, Kalechi. It's your favorite fan from the DMV area. Those who know, know. Anyway, calling to share another Share Your Magnificence. And it's a duo, so it goes to both you and Jazrina Harlow. So as per usual, you hit it out the park by putting us all on to human design. And I'm always very interested in um, spiritual education and edification. So, of course, I um, trotted myself right on over to Jazrina Harlow's page Uh, booked an appointment. She's all things lovely and wonderful. She's just so easy on the eyes, so beautiful, and such a beautiful spirit too. And as of right now, I've had two readings with her. So I had a thorough (laughs) reading um, on my human design. Um, And I, I was just really blown away. I'm still processing. It's been three weeks, I think, and I'm still processing. And then some uh, uh, astrological turbulence hit me this past week. Um, and I called her up and I and I asked her to please see if she could find a way to just um, open up some more time for me just to delve into a particular sphere of my uh, current condition. And she, she was so gracious, and she did, and it was another just banging experience, just honing in on, you know, self-mastery is, is my jam, and being able to utilize the modality of human design, I think, is such a gift, and I really, really wish that these were the kinds of things that were being taught in schools, because um, it is just so empowering, so um, validating. So, um, just grounding and affirming to be able to understand, um, who you are on multiple levels, on multiple dimensions. And, um, yeah, I just want to really big up both you, a baby girl, as per usual, always giving us the gems, the knowledge, the um the tools to be able to heal ourselves love ourselves grow ourselves um regain ourselves and um i just want to also thank jazrina for just being a true steward of um self mastery um it resonates so deeply with me when she says that you know human design is really all about you understanding your fullest And I would add your best and highest potential. Um, I think it's all about, at least for me, really gaining um, a compass towards my uh, best and highest self. You know, my Ori, my destiny, my higher, my higher, best guided, benevolent self. Um, And that is why um, I always am just so 
enamored and in awe of you, Kelechi, of just always bringing um, these kinds of uh, gifts, gifts to us. So I really appreciate you. Um, I really appreciate Jazrina and, you know, honorable mention to all the other, um, I call them sort of spirit doulas that you have recommended over the years, whether it is Jakari Gabriel, who is another dear heart, or it's um, Isaiah of the Elysian um, Aquarius, Aquarius, who also has provided me just some amazing um, readings, um, a rectification one actually, which was, I mean, it really just centered me. Um, so yeah, just want to thank you. Thank, um, Jazrina specifically, um, Jakari and, um, Isaiah and all of the people who do this spirit, um, work, whether it be through the modality of astrology or human design, Reiki, um, all of these modalities that, you know, I know as me, as a person from West Africa, um, who has been severely indoctrinated into a very narrow sphere of what spirituality can be. Um, I'm all about um, re regaining, reintroducing myself to the indigenous ways and the indigenous roots that have sustained our people since millennia. Um, so yeah, thank you. Such a big fan. And I cannot wait to see you in New York next week. Bye. Imagine that's how long ago that was sent next. Oh yeah. So 3rd of April that came through, obviously did not see it, but um, no, thank you so, so much for that. That was beautiful. Two slaps on your chest. That was just really thoughtful really in depth and I greatly appreciate like getting all of these gorgeous share your magnificence and Jazrina Harlow two slaps on your chest baby girl because honestly since Jazrina's been teaching me about human design and taking me through my chart and everything else honestly I'm telling you like things have opened up and they've opened up but it's also allowed me a sense of like ease as well let me just move this microphone towards me a bit it's also allowed me a sense of ease as well because I just feel like I understand so much more now, you know, but um, when things are a bit slow, I'm really understanding my strategy. And when I feel that excitement, I make the videos, I do the things, I type the things, I go for a run. I use, I use the energy when it's available to me, but I don't beat myself up when that energy isn't there. And so it's just really, really important to um, be able to hone that. So yeah, thank you so much for sending that in. I really appreciate it. Do I have another Share Your Magnificence? I don't know if I put it in my notes because we've also got an, um, oh yeah, I've got another Share Your Magnificence. Let's see. Here we go. Hey, Kalechi. I hope you and Lev are well. I also hope you had, is that coming through? Hold on. I'm just making sure I can hear myself. You know, like my worst nightmare is to be recording all of this. And then that all I've been doing is and there's no sound coming through. I will fall down immediately because Mercury in Gatorade, I'm not with it. <laughs> I'm not with it about. Anyway. Hey, Kalechi. I hope you and Lev are well. I also hope you had a blast in NYC. I'll try to keep this short and succinct. Um, I guess I'll be putting myself into Share Your Magnificence this week. I won't bore you with all the drama, etc. But over the past two years, my mental health has taken a beating. 
Over the years, I've always been diagnosed with um, as depressed and I've always been treated for depression, but it never lasts long. This year, I've been doing CBT therapy and over the sessions, my therapist and I realized I actually suffer from anxiety and I've been amazing at masking it and not recognizing the signs. Trigger warning. Earlier this year, I had thoughts and plans of unaliving myself because I felt like a burden and like everyone would be better off without me making them miserable. So I've ended up on antidepressants, which are working. I've been on them since the end of Feb slash beginning of March. So I don't feel so distressed anymore. I'm still having up and down days, but I'm still here. So yay me, lol. I've also been speaking more kindly to myself these past weeks and changing the vocabulary that I tend to use to describe myself. I'm not antisocial. I actually really enjoy being around people. I just find it a bit hard sometimes. So yeah, I'm putting myself in Share Your Magnificence simply because I'm still here. I'm still here. Anyway, also... It was lovely bumping into you at Jessica's Catch Me on tour a few weeks ago. I was the mum that brought my daughter. Oh, that's so lovely. I remember you. I'm also putting you in Share Your Magnificence because I can only imagine how unhinged I looked that day. (laughs) And I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. It might have just been two minutes or so, but to me, it felt like a good half hour. And I really felt seen by you at a time where I really felt invisible and still a bit out of it. So thank you. I know you always say you're friendly, but not nice. Um, But my short experience of you is that you really are amazing. Thank you. Um... Also, big up yourself on your book. I can't wait for it to come out. I really hope my fellow bookish people took you up on your promo book offer a few weeks ago, or maybe it was a few months ago. If you still have any left, I'd like to get one for my pod, my book, my book podcast. If not, then that's okay. I'll pre-order a copy. I know normally this is where people attach their birth charts for you to do a reading, but I don't actually know mine. Neither parent remembers what time I was born, and I can't seem to find that info anywhere. Sigh. But when you release reading slots, I'll book a private reading with you. I hope you have a productive week ahead, a healing baby girl. Thank you so much for that. Two slaps on your chest. Baby girl, I know it's not easy to be here in this dunya. I know it's not easy to be on this planet. (laughs) It's not easy. But you are doing amazing, sweetie, because for that light, for that energy, thank you, Lev, for that energy to be, um, to exude from you when we met and that you brought your daughter and she was having her meal while, um, we were having the discussion. And I just love that because, you know, we roll with our children where we need to roll with our children too. It really is that, like, I keep looking over. I looked over to the left. If you see me looking over to the side, it's because, you know, I'm obviously paying attention to what Lev is doing to my office. Um, but yeah, we really have to. What? Who said what? I said Lev. And today there. Um. So yeah, we really have to do what we have to do, you know. And I appreciate you. And I love meeting people who listen to this podcast. I just feel like there's no way. I say it all the time. There's no way that you can listen to this podcast and be bad vibes. You might be a bit like, you know. A bit kind of like rah, but um, never, never, never bad vibes. I mean, we've got small, small bad vibes, small, small because you know, like, you know how we roll as humans. We've got small, small bad vibes, but it's never stinky vibes. You know, like there's some people that have very, very stinky vibes, and that's not us. Like we're cool. Leave that alone, Lev. 
It's proper going to touch the light before that light whacks me in the face as I'm recording this. Um, so yeah, two slaps in your chest for still being here. Huh? You're not going to give me any clothes. Oh, so what will happen then? I'll walk outside naked. Yes. Interesting. Interesting choice, Lev. Thank you so much. But no, thank you, baby girl, for still being here. Thank you so much for persevering, not because of anybody else, but because of you. You you deserve to experience the best that this life has. And I and I implore you to continue to hold on. I I please just continue to hold on because it has to get better. Like, I don't even want to make false promises, but it has to get better because if it doesn't, I will go and drapes up Rishi and all of them man at 10 Downing Street. Okay. But it has to get better. So let's then move on to um, my, should we? Yeah, we'll do my um, So You Mad takeover. Let's do that. So two slaps on your chest, baby girl, for still being here. And then now we're going to go to, um, yeah, let's move. Okay. Um, Kayode Oki is a junior doctor and a baby boy. If you remember him from the live show at Sadler's where he had three, three different outfits for the live show at Sadler's. Cause I said, everybody bring your best. And he was like, well, I've got more than one best. So you're going to get it, baby girl. You're going to get it. And he gave us outfit changes, you know, and got on stage to sing. Have you ever, have you ever loved monarchy so much? It made you cry. Well, clearly people are loving the monarchy, but we'll get onto that shortly. Anyway, he's part of the, he's a member of the British medical association. Um, and um which is a council um and because he mentioned that you know britain or is a i think it was britain that he was talking about that is a, a white supremacist heteropatriarchy a lot of the waywards a lot of the unwashed a lot of the nasties and the unseasoned decided that they would go and report him and then it ended up in the sun and then ended up in the daily mail and they added wild pictures um decontextualizing the pictures just to move mad so because they did that I just thought it would be great for us to have a conversation with Kayode where he shares what actually happened from his perspective because we will always support our baby people in everything you know so anyway here's the conversation with myself and Kayode enjoy so Kayode baby boy you've you know I feel like you're one of the staples of this podcast like you've been You've been here. You've been out here, like the live shows, um, letters, like share your magnificence. Like you've just been here. But <laughs> recently, you were here in a very different, in a very different way. Like the daily fail, the daily fail. Like I had plans on being on the podcast. My plan initially was to take over from Sadiq. Um, this, this, this is not how I planned on being here. I'm just very confused. Um, this is not what I want. This is not what I planned. Like, what the hell? But the universe said, it is what it is. This is, yeah. this is the way it's going to happen. But cool. Yeah, the daily, the daily fail um, attempted, and, and I'm, I'm using that word attempted very, very intentionally mm-hmm. to come for me. Because I said stuff like um, the UK is a white supremacist patriarchy um, and I called myself a professional troublemaker. And it's just like Mm -hmm. just lots of things that I said that were 
factually correct. Um, yes. Yeah. You have sense if you know how to. If you, if you sabi book, you can read and be like, yeah, okay, this is yeah. Sometimes um, other people of color are the biggest supporters of white supremacy. Like mm-hmm. that is just uh, look at the governments that we're existing under right yeah. now. Like and look at exactly what they are doing. Like, yeah, it's it, it was just it was just very very interesting because obviously it was designed in a very very specific way to like get all the Millwall FC Mandem people in that area <laughs> to just get really angry, and be like. Oh, she said something, get back to your own country. It, it was the picture with your face painted white. I just thought, like, this is how I know that you lot have zero, zero sense. Because what did you think that you really did here? Like, right? so because people will call you lot out for blackface, blackface, you're like, look at his face painted white. Like, we should be enraged. It's like when they posted the picture of me wearing a black cat suit and I had this um black leather kind of beret on and I had my fist up in a black, pa- like, pa- uh, black power salute. And they posted it in one of their articles talking about me. So what did you really think that you did there? Like what like what it, were you hoping that your readers would think upon seeing I, that? What what were you honest, hoping? The thing that annoyed me the most about that picture is that they were really trying to paint me as someone who's doing whiteface. And anyone who knows yes. me that I will never do anything half-heartedly. Um <laughs> because no, 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 let's be serious. I know, here. but you had two outfits for the live show at Sadler's Well. Two, so- three. Thank so three, three. My, three. My, 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 three, exactly. Like if I was, if I was trying to do whiteface, which I wouldn't do anyway, at least I'll come with a blonde bob. I would yes. like my entire, my entire body will be painted. I, so I don't understand. Like I, so I just, I just saw it. I was like, wow, they really thought they were doing something like, oh yeah, we caught, we, we caught, we caught a black person doing whiteface. Yeah. He really hates white people. And it's like, some of my, some of my really good friends are white people. I live with a white person. <laughs> sorry. I can't. <laughs> I have a white cat. I have like, a white kitten heel boot. <laughs> but, but, but but just kind of like I I don't know what you think you're doing. Um, but yeah, um, it's not it. And also run me my check because you're using photos without permission. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know who gave you permission to use those photos, so you can start writing my checks. I'm not gonna give you my address yet, but yeah. And also, even if you were doing, even if you were doing whiteface, they like to draw a false equivalence. White people are not uh, denigrated in that way. They haven't been shamed for being white in that way. They had their features haven't been shamed in that way historically. For no. if you were to have been doing it, for it to be a thing. So on every account, it's stupid. On every account, it's just dumb. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, so it's what just are actually you even dumb, saying? Dumb. No matter which metric we use to look at whichever pictures that you lot chose, you, this is why we call you the daily fail because you, every time you're failing. You failed. Ah, oh, it's disgusting. They failed. They failed massively. They failed massive, massively, and it was. Just, I was just like, yeah. My, when I when I saw the Daily Mail article, I was like, it is what it is. Um, I think. When you're a black person in a semi-senior position, um, I don't know because this this is a funny thing. I don't think my I don't think of myself as anyone important, but I clearly think I'm important. So you <laughs> cool. are. But, you're a big deal. You're the moment, not a moment. You are the moment. Okay, from when you graduated and all of these things, I said, Doctor Kayode is coming up in the place. What? Like, but, but, but I still insist I am nobody, well, I am important, but I'm, I'm, 
I because uh, it, it's kind of like leading me to like the weird um, med Twitter anonymous slash non anonymous people hate because for years for years there have been certain groups of people who have just not liked me mm. they like my my favorite thing my favorite word or phrase that they use for me is main character right so I have you have like these anonymous accounts with like 10,000 20,000 followers calling me and my um, 5,000 followers a main character I'm just like why am I a main character in your life like why don't you want it to be a main character in your own life right but that's why they're anonymous imagine they're amassing those followers and they have to be anonymous because they can't say whatever that they want to say with chest they cannot so here you are coming through cutting through doing what you need to do being excellent being gorgeous they, like they're gagged and you know, who can blame them? Well, us, we're about to blame them. Um, yes, we are about to blame them. What was the headline? What was it like when you just, boom, you saw a headline and it was you? Like, and what? So, what, like, ugh, yes. So I first, so it was actually the Sun newspaper who published first. Oh, wow. Yeah. So on Thursday, the Sun newspaper published. I saw the article, I saw the article and I was just kind of like, Guan, um, <laughs> like <laughs> <Sorry. Some main laughs> character. <laughs> I, was, no, I was like, they 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 called me. Oh, union, blah blah blah. Um, says UK is a white supremacist. It's union troublemaker who has been behind the agitation for um the junior doctors' strike. Um, called you Britain a white supremacist patriarchy, and I was like, Guan, Guan. I, I did that say title. that. They I was like, I did they say that. Worked. And I was, and then I saw the photo, like this one, they, did, they didn't use the one with um, the white face. Um, they, they used another photo and I was like, I remember that event. That was the, I was at uni, that was Music Society Ball. I was wearing colors, I was giving the girls fashion. Yes. I was yes. like, wow, I really did not take a bad picture. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. And then I go to work the next day on, on Friday and I'm just talking to like one of my colleagues at work. And she literally, she, she, was, she was like, yeah, Kaida, I read the article, but like, you know, where's the lie? That was that was literally what she said. Like, um, she was like, she was, where's she was her first words were, where's the lie though? Mm-hmm. And everybody was just like, where's the lie? Where's the lie? Where's the lie? And then on Friday, that's when the Daily Mail article came out. And for me, that's where things went left. Um, because on that same Friday, um, there was another person who was suspended for doing anti-Semitic things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they released the comments to the Daily Mail Mm -hmm. saying that he's been suspended and everything that that is so disgusting. And like literally what he said was actually objectively just wild, disgusting, like making fun of the Holocaust. I'm like, no, no. And the, I don't, I don't want to say it's the funny, I don't want to say it's funny, but like the interesting thing is that person, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say their name. I have gone, I got into a little one-to-one to tussle with them because of them spouting white supremacist rhetoric in the past. Wow. So I knew, I, I, I knew of them already, and I've, I've knew, I knew of them and the people that they organized with, and I was like, now nah, what you guys are doing? Mm-mm. Not my bad. This is. This is not a bit of me. Um, I, don't like um, I don't like it. It's not a bit of me. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want any of that. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not my vibe. Mm. So there was that. 
but on the same day, they also released a statement about me that I'd been suspended. And I and to be honest, I think that's where the trouble started because mm-hmm. I feel like that's damning someone that that, that like because I, 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 can't, I can't say too much, but I think um, institution processes are institution processes. Mm-hmm, and every institution mm-hmm. is entitled to their process. Um, I didn't go into this thinking that me being the way that I am and be, me being the, the person, the way, the way that I speak, that I will not be subject to institutionness. Um, mm. um, I'm nearly 30. I've been through many, many, many different institutions mm-hmm. and I've seen many, many, many different things. Uh, it's to be honest, it's probably one it's because I've been through many institutions. It's probably why I joined in the first place. Um, so, so I, this is joining the, is it the, the, the BMA, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the British and Medical so they, Association. British Medical, Medical Association and they're a union for doctors or everybody. Yeah. Okay. For, for junior doc for, for, for all doctors um yeah and also professional body and like that's the specific reason I, I specifically joined because if there's i from my own personal experience so like it just in the number of things i've done in my short time on this planet mm-hmm. like i've worked as a teaching assistant i've run my own summer programs for young people mm-hmm. and i have seen well I, I have seen like how much we let down people mm-hmm. and how much we let down black people specifically mm-hmm. so uh so so for me being part of them is like whatever whatever um industry i'm in like the black people our voice needs to be heard there like it, it needs to be heard there. so that so that's why i joined i was like you can't forget about us um somebody needs to loud up and say the things that mm. nobody necessarily wants to hear but somebody needs to say it like it just needs to be said mm-hmm. um and what you do up, what you do with that, that's your own problem. Because I, I think you even said it on this week's, well, last week's, I don't know, podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> and and it's so funny because I was listening listening to with one of my friends, and she, he was like, "Why are you why why are you people the same?" I was like, "I don't know," because um, <laughs> because my because my, my vibe is just like I will say what I need to say. Then it's up to you. Do with that information yeah. what you what you want to do, but you cannot say you didn't know because I told you. Yeah, that 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 has been my vibe since I don't know what I don't I don't know what switch, flipped the switch in me whilst I was in medical school, but whilst I was in medical school, I was just like, I would say I would say what I need to say, mm. but when something bad happens, then you can't say you didn't know. So that's so that, yeah. that, that's my that's always been that's my motivation for everything. So just like coming back to it, I think. I'm not gonna lie. I know I shouldn't really be talking about the union processes, and because it's meant to be confidential. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying anything that isn't out there already. Mm. But I think that statement was something. Like it was, it was really something. I was like, wow. Is this, so this is, is the this British Medical doing? Association's their statement about you. Yeah. I'm bringing it up now because. I just, yeah, to me, to me, the whole thing has just been a wild state of affairs because like you do so much and yeah. yeah. Like I would say the statement is factually true because I was suspended and that that is what they've said. But I think making a public statement that someone's suspended it has different consequences to just suspending someone 
Yeah, and I'm looking at it. Is this the British Medical Journal where it says the BMA has suspended a junior doctor, Kyodeoki, from his um from its counsel while a complaint is investigated. The reason behind the suspension, which occurred on Friday 21st of April, has not been confirmed, although the action came after the Sun and the Mail Online ran negative articles about previous comments the Foundation Year One doctor had made on social media relating to race, racism, and white supremacy. A spokesperson from the B for the BMA said concerns raised need to be properly and sensitively investigated by our external and independent investigators. And we have asked Dr. Rocky to step back from BMA business while the investigation is carried out. This is a neutral step and no decisions or outcomes have been reached with, in this case, um, what's it? Just reading the full thing. Or is it going to tell me that I need to subscribe because I'll cuss them out? Yeah. Yeah, It's going to tell you you need to subscribe. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Piss off. (laughs) No, leave, leave, leave the BMJ alone. They pay me. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a podcast girly for them um, They pay me So leave them alone I like that I like that. So we'll leave them We'll leave them out of it But I'm not paying to read The rest of the thing But yeah. I think that That is so wild Because nothing you said Ultimately This is why I wanted you To be uh, part of the So You Mad takeover I was reading that And I was just like But where is the lie? Like why is somebody Being penalised? Why is somebody Being investigated? For merely stating the truth. When we say to you, black women are five times more likely to die during childbirth. Why is that? To white women. Why is that? Why is that? Where, where uh, did it come you know, from? You know where did we I find that? I need to tell her? you a story. I need to tell you a story. Oh my God. I need to tell you a story. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, in an unnamed medical school, um, they decided to do um, discrimination in medicine tutorials. And one of the tutorials, genuinely nearly finished me because my so because my friend knows that I like to talk so mm. as soon as he saw it he took the screenshots and sent him was like Kayade I don't even know what to say about this and I read it and I nearly cried um I'm laughing but I'm not laughing so it's a, <laughs> it's a medical school in in the UK mm. and it's a, it's a medical school um in one in in Scotland so a black mm. woman so this is this is the tutorial. Um, mm. this, this is the source material. Like a black woman goes into A and E, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with some with some problem with her knee. The pain is so much that she can't wait there. She can't stand. This is important. <laughs> the pain is so much that she can't wait, but she can't stand. An English doctor in this A and E goes to her and says, "Oh, hi, I'm Mr. Doctor Man. I'm here to help you." And this black woman in her racism um, mm. says, I don't want to have an English doctor. I'm in Scotland. I want a Scottish doctor. And that was discrimination. It gets worse. Oh, my God. When the English doctor tells her that this is unaccept- unacceptable and whatnot, in her anger, in her stupor, she rises, she arises <laughs> and storms out of the emergency department. And I'm just like, okay. So, so this is black a woman. women don't feel pain, that she lied about her pain. She came through and then being an angry black woman really just riled up her veins and she was able to now move. She was able to move. Then it gets worse. It actually gets worse. So the resolution of the, of the situation was this woman that has remember this woman has stormed out in her anger that anger 
was a was was a painkiller. Clearly, right? The anger, <laughs> the anger, the anger healed the pain. She has walked out. They, the way they resolved it was by calling the police. So I'm reading this and thinking, Oh my god! Why are you teaching your students how best to kill black women? Because that 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 is how I've read it. Because that's this literally person- what it is. Because black women are going to come in angry and racist. Because racist. I- Right, they'll come coming in as racist and then they're gonna storm out and you must protect yourself from a black woman that came to the AE in pain, protect her by calling the police so they can hopefully kill her and possibly take a picture and post it on WhatsApp. That that is what we do. And I just I like I saw it, I I had to I had to I had to do tap tap a keyboard warrior and email yes. the medical school in question. I was like you guys are wayward and this is exactly yes. why and um the funny uh because i think so so some people who are in that meeting listen to this podcast and there's a certain phrase that whenever anyone uses i i literally cry because um the reason they gave for those tutorials and that scenario was that it was somebody's lived experience Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, we're but just like, throwing words about We're just now. throwing, like, we're, we're you, just you don't understand what it means. We're just throwing words about it and see what happens. Lived experience, intersectionality. We're just you throwing don't know whatever what it means. we like just about. It. But, like, one of the medical students at that medical school came into the meeting with me as well, because, like, it's not like it's not it's not a tutorial that I was experiencing. Mm. It's not it's not, so like obviously I'm going to elevate the voices of the people that it's affected mm-hmm. and be like, you come with me, let's go. I have this meeting with them together and mm. what I think what the medical school didn't realize was that she's a baby girl she's a bad b mm. she's the baddest it ever was Amen. She's, she's a sociologist she's <sighs> done like ethnographic studies in other countries like she's a babe but she's also a medical student she's oh. in her 30s but she looks like she's early 20s so they oh. think so so I think they thought they were talking to like some small girl and yeah. she gave the biggest shade I've ever seen before that I needed to turn off my camera. She just goes, Does anyone here have a definition, like maybe like a working understanding definition of what lived experience means? She paused. Yeah. She was like, okay, nobody? No? I'll explain. I was like, I'm finished. <laughs> I was like, a queen. Well done. A queen. And well we don't done. even like throwing that word around here, but a queen. Bloody hell. Gave like, it to that, them. that read was like, my jaw I genuinely dropped. Wow. Like, my jaw dropped. I was like, wow. Because this- a lot of them don't know what they're saying. It's like that news, um, when that t- news program where um, the person was asked, like, what do, what do you, what does work mean? What, what do you understand work to mean? And then it's like, because you don't know. Because they don't know. They just want to say words. You're yourselves up for no reason over words that you do not understand the context of. All you know is that it applies in some way to black people and you don't like black people. So you're going to come. So you have to be against it. Yes. You'll come and move around what the word means to make sure that it just like, it lacks usefulness to the people Mm. who need it most. And it's just like one of those anonymous accounts. Like has been annoying me for months, right? Mm. I blocked them ages ago, but it's, it's, it's honestly giving fan behavior. It's giving somebody that I did not give attention once upon a time. Mm. And now they're like, I will get your attention at some point. And they they, mm-hmm. they, they showed their own yash and actually confirmed it um, in the midst of all of this because my reach is long. Like I, have, I know people mm. everywhere and people, are, people are always watching and somebody screenshot and I was like, look, here's the receipt. But it was just kind of wow. like, 
they 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 then dug through went through my twitter and they found one um thread when i said that women should go around and slap men at random and i still stand <laughs> by that again i don't i'm trying to understand what the problem is no no i i, I genuinely still stand by that he was like he's inciting violence against men i was like yes but in, in what a world context? that disproportionate oh god in what context? Because I was specifically replying to someone who was talking about like their childhood growing up in Italy and all these different men doing X, Y, Z. And I was like, maybe women should start slapping men at random. So men have a bit of fear because men are only <laughs> doing this because they think they can get away with it. So when a man knows that at any point they could get got, anybody could slap them at any point. Yeah. They'll start moving correctly. Cause there's, there's a really interesting they're not paying me, but I'll give that. I'll, pay, I'll tell, say say it anyway. Mm. There's this, there's a really interesting pro TV program on Amazon Prime called The Power, and okay. it's really it, um, so teenage girls get um the ability to be able to like electrocute people from their fingers, mm-hmm. and it just leads to, like a a lot of stuff happening. I'm like on episode five now, mm. and I'm like, uh-huh, this is this is the conversation that we need to have. We need to be having. That when if women, I could shoot electricity out of my fingers, this world would be a better place. And and like because women were able to do that, like leads to like so many uprisings and everything, mm-hmm. and people start, you know, like men start being a little bit afraid, and obviously like the incel culture people then they do their mm-hmm. own nonsense. They'll be like, oh my god, women <laughs> trying to do blah 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 to us, but but it just shows that. People are just so scared about what you would do if you have the power. And yeah. to be honest, that this is this is what this is what like this whole backlash I feel stems from. It's a fear of what would a black man do if he had the power to do so. Like again, someone said black people are lucky that black people don't want revenge. I don't want revenge. I just want to be left alone. I want I want to be left I alone. I just leave life. me alone with my nice things and my life. That's all I'm asking for. Like I don't want to be part of the um king's coronation. Don't want to be like I just want to be left alone. Just, just want to like, be left alone. Me. Just want peace. Simple. And, simple. Yeah. But I just think it is ultimately unfair as somebody that's had like news articles run about me that it's just like not what things are like it can be really really triggering especially when you are actively working as well you are part of an institution right now like you're working me in essence like I'm self-employed I'm just out here you know like I'm just a free agent Mm -hmm. but when you are working and so active and this is what I'm talking about when it comes to the nature of white supremacy and why I wanted you to do the so you mad takeover because like we're talking, we literally just talked about black women um, being more likely to die during childbirth. God forbid, you know, everybody that's, you know, pregnant right now, I'm wishing you all of the best, like, you know, God's protection over you and all of them things there. Um, we also know that when people with sickle cell go in, they're treated like, no, I can't even say they're treated like dogs because in this country, dogs are treated so well in the grand scheme of things. Like, honestly, like even sickle cell, I have like a specific story where like one of my friends from Scotland, her sister was visiting London this London, South London, she went to South mm. London Hospital. And they, like everybody knows for sickle cell, you give them loads of pain relief mm. and loads of fluids. They weren't even doing that. I had to be on the phone with um, my friend being like, this is what you need to tell them in the mm. hospital to do X, Y, Z. I even got up their own hospital's um, guidelines for how they're meant to, how they're meant to manage wow. patients with sickle cell. And I was reading it to them over the phone. I was like, this is what you need to be doing. Like, 
healthcare is wild. But and when I say stuff like sometimes um doctors, medical practitioners, they are so willing to prop up white supremacist rhetoric. Like that that is just the facts. And you generally need people out there who are like, mm-mm. Come. Not on my watch. Yeah, yeah. Behave yourself. You, and you genuinely need that. Yeah, and that's why it's important that you're there. So it's not lost on me that they're trying to antagonize you to not be part of unions and conversations and councils that could implement change, that could actually enforce and impact change or speak up um, for it. Like they they don't want you there. And that in and of itself is white supremacy in action. So all of these anonymous accounts that once they find out that you're on this, they'll come and listen to come and find something else to come and say about you. I'm glad that you've brought your ears to me in this moment. I'm glad that you brought your ears to me in this moment because I want you to hear as I say this over your spirit, as I say this over your life, it will never, ever be well with you. It will never be well with you. People are dying. Black people are dying when they are coming to be treated, when they're coming to be looked after. Essentially, they're hoping for protection when they come at their most vulnerable and here you are with your raggedy unwashed pump pump and 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 penis or whatever your, your unwashed assholes you're here trying to antagonize a person that is trying to do good and for that reason this curse that i'm laying on you through your eardrums is going to touch you and it's going to touch your lineage until you desist unless you desist from this wayward behavior and get off those burners and walk into the light walk into the light and go and touch some grass it will not be well for you or the people around you that you love because this is raggedy bitch behavior and I just wanted you to know that and that's why I wanted Coyote to be on here today so you could come and listen because your hatred for him has now led to you what receiving and chopping a curse over your own destiny that's all Ashe <laughs> sorry I did I did just so just if anyone's listening it's not me that said it all um <laughs> It needed to be me. You said nothing. You faced I your said front. Nothing. In fact, your 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 earphones weren't even working. You don't know I didn't what hear I said. Anything. I don't. I literally don't, I didn't hear anything. And then Simple. to the non and to the non anonymous people. <laughs> sorry, but uh, like, <laughs> sorry. To, I, all I have to say to you is lol, because <laughs> no, no, because there, there's one person. Um, um, sorry, <laughs> she literally came and screenshotted my profile and said, "I'm blocked." In brackets, I blocked him first. <laughs> <laughs> you sad cow! What are you doing? I, I like, like this all showed me that I had to laugh because I was like, okay, um, yeah. Yes, okay. I guess you did something like okay, you blocked well me done. First. Ooh, ow, ooh, yeah. No, it is important for you, Kyode, to be uh, to be protected at all costs. And I just felt like it was it would be you know wonderful for you to be here today and come back. You know, you're a friend of the podcast. Come back whenever yes. when it's not drama over these people and these institutions. But it was important for you to be here because it's important for us also to know how to support somebody like yourself who's doing such amazing work. So is there anything that we can do at all right now with all of this stuff that's happening? Um, yeah, like I, I genuinely, I feel so blessed um, because by the amount of support I've got, like, like I knew I had friends, but I didn't know I had friends like mm. that. Um, 
and like just that outpouring of support from people that I've helped before, by the people in the mm. medical community, people in Nigeria, even because you know Nigerians are bad vibes. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm Nigerian. I'm allowed to say it. Like even like my hospital, my um program director, my education supervisor, mm. like I've spoken to them, they've been like, oh, you're a great doctor. Like my old bosses have been like, uh, we support you. Um, so these um two consultants who I've never even worked with, they've started a petition on mm. change.org mm-hmm. um about the BMA's decision. Um and yeah, I can send the link for it. Um yes, please. Yeah, just to like put some extra um pressure. Like to be honest, the way I'm feeling right now, I don't know if I'll carry on doing stuff. I actually, I generally don't know, but I'll, I'll make that decision when I make that decision. Yeah, you have a rest, but we appreciate everything you've done. If you go, I don't want to do any more, fine. But if you are gonna continue, we're with you all of the way. You are a Thank light, you. and I just feel safer interacting with um, you know, the healthcare, the medical world. The um, healthcare industry, knowing that you are a part of it, that there are people like you who are a part of it. So it will be a shame. It will be like a, 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 a tarnish, a stain on um, their reputation if they were to um, do anything that would make you feel like you don't want to continue speaking out and doing the things that you're doing to impact mm-hmm. change. So please do send me the link for the change.org petition so I can. Um, post it and and everybody can get involved in supporting you and sharing it with their people as well because the sun the and this is the thing the sun this is why liverpool hates you like this is why liverpool hates you because of the nonsense that you do you dickheads this is why liverpool hates you as the daily fail it'll never be well with you lot anyway so who's got who's even got time but we must show that outward support in real time um so yeah mm-hmm. do send me the link and we'll do that thank you yes thank you for joining me so there you have it A great conversation with a baby boy um, Very much showing that a lot of these unions Are very, very mad people And I hope that they make the right decision I hope that they rectify this um, Whatever they've done about, you know, suspending Or while they investigate or whatever the hell Like get your act together, British Medical Association Because the facts are there. We're not imagining it. The facts are literally there about the inherent racism that's within the healthcare system. So why are you behaving like this? Because it's been per- like pointed out and you've got a few burners that are deciding to be stupid. Anyway, let's move on. So obviously, you know that, but well, if you're listening to this at the time that it's out, this Saturday, 6th of May, will be the coronation of KC3, also known as Charlie Boy, also known as Lizzie's son. Well, Andrew's more her son, isn't he? Like, she's he's the one that she was defending, even though he's a nonce. Anyway, um, let's not dwell on that too much. Um, let's move it on. So we've got here that because the uh, coronation is happening, or because the coronation is happening... I feel like everybody is really, really showing their yash. Um, Black people specifically, I'm talking about. Black people who are going to be a part of this coronation and they don't feel any way. And you know what? I've really got to say that knowing, seeing the black people that are coming forward to be part of this coronation lets me know that we're nowhere near a revolution. You know, I try to be positive. I try to be galvanizing on this podcast, but... um, 
I think we've really just got to accept that there are some people, quite a lot of people who are happy with the status quo and they don't plan on changing that anytime soon. Like they are happy to assimilate into British culture, the parts of British culture that contradict their own heritage and their history. And people might look at it and be like, Kelechi, let it go. Like people, we're in Britain. So of course we're going to do what British people do. And I, I guess I'm just not like the rest of you, man. I guess I'm just not. Because even when it comes to World Cups and Euros and things like that, I just can't bring myself to celebrate the way that you lot do. And I'm, I just feel like maybe I'm the party pooper. But I just think that they, our histories, they remain so visceral within me that I can't join you there, you know? It's weird. And it's harder because I know that the people who are really driving this great, great quote unquote PR for Charles, they're black. Like behind the scenes, they're black. And that's so weird to me. But whatever. I just feel like we're not, we're nowhere near um, where I would hope that we would be. Anyway, Floella Benjamin, she was one of the first black people that we had on TV for like children's TV shows and things like that. And for that, I rate her. Big up yourself, auntie. Like you were out here. You've been out here for a minute. I get it. However, it says here, details of who will carry the priceless regalia um, and take part in the coronation procession at Westminster Abbey on the 6th of May has been released by Buckingham Palace. The former TV presenter Floella Benjamin and the human rights barrister Helena Kennedy are among those selected for the historic roles in which the crown jewels, the, remember that the jewels were stolen, um, the crown jewels will be processed um, processed through the abbey ahead of King Charles and Camilla, oh, Cam Cam, the side chick. The Queen Consort is what they've called her. The St. Edward's crown with which Charles III will be crowned will be borne by the governor of the Tower of London, General Sir Gordon Messenger. Camilla's crown will be carried by the Duke of Wellington. Um, the St. Edward's staff will be carried by the former director general of the MI5, Elizabeth Manningham Buller. What a name. She sounds like a spy. Kennedy will carry the Queen Consort's rod. So she's going to carry Charles's willy. <laughs> anyway, while Benjamin will carry King Charles's scepter with dove. Benjamin said, to be selected to carry the sovereign scepter with dove, which represents spirituality, equity and mercy is for me very symbolic as is everything I stand for and sends out a clear message that diversity and inclusion is being embraced. Jesus Lord. Christ, the people that you gave melanin to are misbehaving. Penny Mordaunt, um, as leader of the commons and Lord president of the council is to carry the King's sword of state. The historic role of King's champion who in bygone days would ride on horseback into the coronation banquet and challenge any who doubted the right of the king or queen to the throne falls to Francis Dimoc, a former accountant and a 34th generation of the family to run the Scrivelsby country estate in Lincolnshire, whose family has performed the role since the Middle Ages. As there has not been a coronation banquet since uh, that 
since that held by King George IV in 1821, which by all accounts was the most lavish event, the role is a little more sedate and now involves carrying the royal standard. Petty officer Amy Taylor will be the first woman to bear the jeweled sword of offering, selected to represent servicemen and women. She said, having served most of my senior career as an aircraft engineer on 845 Naval Air Squadron at RNAS um, Yeovilton, where His Majesty originally trained and served as a pilot, I am deeply honoured and humble to play my part in, the, in this historic event. Faith leaders and representatives will head the first procession into Westminster Abbey, followed shortly by representatives from the King's realms. Flags of each realm will be carried by national representatives accompanied by, well, that was a fly, accompanied by um, governors, general and prime ministers. Oh, it's left moving things. Bearing the UK flag ahead of Rishi Sunak and his wife, Akshata Murti will be Cadet Warrant Officer Elliot Tyson Lee, um, who said it's a great and incredible honour to be part of their Majesty's Coronation Service as a representative of the Royal Air Force Air Cadets. So I, I used to be an air cadet. I think I've said that lots of times. Not that I'd be part of the coronation, but I would have been cute as part of the procession. But I've been to drill competitions and we did great. So anyway, that's by the by. Um. Anyway, this is just long. I don't actually care about all of this information that they're giving me because I don't give a damn about the coronation. Like, what is my own? The only thing I wanted to say there is like, Auntie Floella, this isn't about diversity and inclusion. To be asked to carry the scepter and dove or whatever the fuck that they've asked you to do. Oh God, I swore. I was doing so well. Jesus. Jesus of the expletives. Anyway, it is not about what you think it's about and stop lying to people. Like, I feel like it really, really enrages me when just because you're included, these historically oppressive institutions will invite you lot to come through and then you'll be like, oh my God, progress. Oh my God, inclusion. Oh yeah, representation. Representation what? If you were invited into the fourth circle of hell, would that feel like representation? Would you be like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so hot down here, but it's wonderful though. It's great to have a black person in the fourth circle of hell. Oh, I'm just glad my ancestors would be so proud. Leave it. Just say that it, like you love it, that it's great for you, but don't make it out like this institution can be any different to what it is. I will take things more seriously when you tell me that Charles is going to redistribute his wealth going to stop instead of calling the commonwealth calling all of these places that you your family and your family's name they've been um raped pillaged um colonized all of that stuff if you're if you're going to tell me that you're going to return the wealth to them even going you know what i don't want to wear the crown because i know that we stole the jewels then i'd know that you're about something but you're about nothing so all of this is just pr to dress up poo we're just adding gold paint to poo is all that this is. And like, even you lot that are proud to be part of this, we're apparently in a cost of living crisis because he lives. You are aware of this. I know that you are aware of this. And this um, event is going to cost at least 250 million pounds or so. So while people are starving, you're happy to participate in an absolute waste of money 
that for somebody to put a hat to, to perform, you're basically part of a ritual. I also hope that you know that you're being part of a ritual. This is spell work. You're being part of a ritual. I just wanted to point it out because people have so much to say about indigenous practices and our quote unquote rituals. By you taking part in this coronation, you are also being part of a ritual, right? Cool. So this hat wearing ritual that's going to cost at least 250 million pounds when people are having to go to food banks to in order to eat they can't turn on their heat in they can't do this they can't do that we don't have money for childcare people are out here struggling you are happy to be part of this foolish foolish event where money is being drained money taxpayer money is being drained and the royal family already eat enough taxpayer money as it is but you're happy to be part of something so ludicrous when people who look like you are struggling. That just lets me know that everybody's mad. Just lets me know that everybody's mad. I don't care what hat you want to put on that mom. I was going to swear again. I don't care what hat you want to put on that guy's head. It's not my business. And you're spending all of this money. I think in about two, three years, you're going to have to spend that money again to bring that one. Um, pegging the the pegging prince you're gonna have to spend the money again to to coronate him or whatever however you call it you're gonna have to do it because them eclipses in our amp but um whatever whatever um anyway i just wanted to get that off my chest um brian the second uh well third so you mad brian mcknight apparently is a deadbeat and that breaks my heart and I want everybody to officially know that because of this, I have given up on romance. Like I listened to what Toni Morrison told us about the destructive nature of romance and beauty as constructs that's been sold to us in this society. But I held on hope, you know, I held on to a morsel of hope. And then I found out that Brian McKnight is actually a waste man. And now everything is gone for me. You gave me the most beautiful logs, like love songs, gorgeous love songs. And I can't even enjoy those love songs anymore because I know that you are a pussy clart. Swore again. This is going well. So Brian McKnight, if you don't know, is an incredible singer. R&B, is that what you call it? Over the years, like some real beautiful songs, sweet, sweet songs. And um, yeah, he's not all right. So he named his first child, Brian. I know that lots of men do that. His first child was Brian McKnight Jr. Put that down. His first son was Brian McKnight um, Jr. And then his recent baby, he's also named Brian McKnight as well. So you just want all of your children to be named after you, but that's not the worst part. This is what he wrote. Remember that he's been married before. He has other children. He has other children. He has biological children that he's cut off from his will and all sorts. Um, Been married before, but this is what he wrote. Dear baby Brian, that's the new Brian, you know. Every time I look at you and kiss you and kiss on you, I'm feeling feelings that I did not know I could possess. He has other children. An overabundance of love between a father and his legacy that cannot be measured. You see, I never was a sentimental man. What do you mean? What do you mean, Brian? Mr. McKnight, what do you mean that you never were a sentimental man? Because I need answers because I have loved your songs. How dare you? Is this how them people feel, the ones that love that Pied Piper? 
that pipe that pipe piper of pussy clattery because i'm hurt are you telling me all this time that you weren't even feeling you said one you're like a dream come true two just want to be with you three because it's plain to see that you're the only one for me and four what for brian what for because it feels like now I'm starting back at one, but the one is in hell because you've snatched away the idea. Like, I mean, even Anthony Hamilton moved a bit mad. Like you not just sing the songs and you're not even living the lives. What false prophets? Jesus. Jesus of the songbirds. My God. You see, I never was a sentimental man. Not until I met your mummy and fell head over heels in love with her. <laughs> One thing men will always have is the audacity. Men will always have the audacity. So you're saying you never felt anything until this moment when you met this person. So also what you're telling us is that you couldn't love your other children because you didn't feel anything for the mothers that or that you had the children with. Oh, I hate you. Oh. You see, I never was a sentimental man, not until I met your mummy and felt head ho- over heels in love with her. And I also hate when men do that. They make it like the, their respect for you, their, their ability to treat you like a human being depends on how much they desire you. And it depends on some kind of switch going on off in their head that makes them feel like, yes, you're worth me treating you like a human being. You're worth me treating you like an actualized person. Everybody else, oh no, they they didn't quite make it. They just weren't quite right. And this is patriarchy at play because when you ask them, what did you actually bring to the table? What did you actually contribute to that dynamic of this person that just wasn't quite right? Nothing. You denied that person your presence, yet you still expected them to be their whole self. Like, is everybody, even like, no, I've got to touch on it. There is another pandemic that we are not addressing, but I can see that it's getting wasser and wasser. Men are starting to talk about polyamory even more. They really think that they're going to talk about ethical non-monogamy. Polyamory isn't what some of you lot think it is. You lack the ability to be present and honest with one person. One person. Why the hell do you think that you will then have the ability to be authentic and present and communicative with more than one person, with multiple people? You seem to think that polyamory means that, oh, well, yeah, I just, you know, this way I can just be with, what you want to do is just sleep with as many women as possible and not feel like you're lying. I don't think that that is what is really being expressed through polyamory. You don't have the ability for that. You just want to casually date people. But it's not that, isn't it? It's not that either. You want the, for the people that you're sleeping with to be invested in you, but to know about each other. So it absolves you of having to be accountable in any way when you're not actually pouring into anybody, but you can go from place to place to place and have them all equally devoted to you. Is that not insanity? Is that not insanity? Some of you haven't committed to moisturizing your legs when you've got, because you said, because you're going to be wearing trousers for the whole day. 
Like you think you can commit to multiple women. I think that a lot of you are stupid. I, I really think that a lot of you are stupid and you're causing so much damage in your wake and it really needs to be rectified. It really needs to be rectified because this behavior is, uh, is getting out of hand. Back to this person. Um, and because of our love for one another, I realized my true reason for being here on this earth and it's not to be her loving, faithful husband. No, sorry. And it's to be her loving <laughs> And it's to be her loving, faithful husband And to create the legacy of that love My namesake My joy My baby boy You He's talking like this is the first child he's ever had But it's the first child that he's had With these positive emotions that he was feeling While he was writing us songs that he didn't even believe in Wow, that rhymed Me doing spoken word Ow. And his other children Apparently he cut them off He wasn't paying for their things Because you know He wants them to learn Find their own way But his new boo That had children before He bought her a car And they were celebrating His new boo's child The the one that's not The girl's not his His new boo's daughter She goes to the same college I believe As one of his other children One of his biological children He'll go and visit the new boo's daughter But not his biological daughter Like you're a waste man You're a waste man Brian McKnight You're a waste man Wow Wow You go and start back at one It's been six months, eight days Since what? You had any sense Even before that That doesn't even work You lacked sense before then I'm so disappointed Like all like, I can't even enjoy songs anymore Anytime I want to sing And um, you were bad mouth Won't you back that ass up Everyone's like Oh you know that one's a rapist Or whatever they said Or he, ass- he assaulted a woman I can't Why are you ruining it I can't enjoy anything Because of all of your Your patriarchal Your, your, your very destructive behavior I can't enjoy anything I'll find a new series to watch Can't watch it because you're perpetuating misogynoir This actor, you're gorgeous You know how to act Oh no, you beat on women You you steal everything And yet you're like Oh, we don't want to call it toxic masculinity Because it's stopping us from expressing ourselves What the hell do you want to call it then? What do you want to call it? Because toxicity is, is very apt for what's happening We can't enjoy the things Because you're tainting it You're poisoning the things Because you're unwilling to address your behavior And how it impacts other people Lord It is just the worst The worst And and like the whole Brian McKnight thing Thank you, Lev, for that yawn Um, The whole Brian McKnight thing actually goes very, very deep But I'm not getting into it I was going to talk about Lawrence Tate But I just think why You know, he just mentioned that he thinks that Hollywood Um I guess favors black British actors um, that, you know, but the way that the headline was written on, is it vibe or vice vibe? They wrote it and they just made it very clickbaity because we can't keep having this argument over and over and over again. We're all trained differently due to like the socioeconomic things that come with hiring black actors. Sometimes they go for them because of um, equity unions, all of that stuff. I don't know. Like there's so many components to it. Don't write clickbait articles when when Lawrence himself, when he was describing what he was describing, he didn't talk about it in that way. Like, don't be unfair, you know, don't be unfair. And at the end of the day, us black British actors, we're suffering. 
we're suffering in this England. So you better believe that when we get that audition, we're going to, we are going to act like our visa depends on it. We're going to act. Even the actor that's never been able to bring tears out from their tear ducts before. When they smell how close that they they are to that visa to being able to get out of this dump, to be able to get out of this Babylon, not that America's much better, but you know, like you'll be acting, you'll actually have a role. You're not just in the background. Over here, what prominent roles in, in films and movies do black people really even get? You've got to go to America to go and get the things. That's why we're acting like our life literally depends on it because our life literally depends on it. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but we're going to have to. We're going to deliver because we can't come and suffer in this island. We cannot come and continue to suffer in this place that they call Britain. Sorry about it. Anyway, let's move to straw of the week, a.k.a. suck your mom. The University of Manchester had to apologise for summer. What's wrong, Lev? You're tired? Eh? It's getting dark. All right, let me finish this last segment and then we're out, yeah? Eh? Eh? You're hungry? Yeah, you've eaten everything that I have in this office in terms of snacks. So we're going to head off and you can go and get something to eat, okay? Yeah? What? You can't have another pair of packet of crisps. Wait till we're going. Pack your bags and let's get going, all right? While I record this segment. Okay? There's only one podcast. Which one is it? It's called Say... It's called Say Your Mind. Okay, I'm going to finish. It's called podcast. Thank you, Lev. Thank you. It's called podcast. I have to call it podcast. Okay. Um, This is now called Say Your Mind podcast because Lev has changed the title. Anyway, campus racism. Um, University of Manchester apologizes over slurs in class. Black students who staged a walkout in in protest against racist language in lectures and seminars have received apologies from from Manchester University. Undergraduates say they complained about a lecturer's use of racist slurs use of racist slurs during a French class. But when the staff member repeated the word at other times, despite complaints, they decided to launch the protest. A spokesperson said senior staff had apologised and it was working with students to address the issues raised. Students told um, the BBC's If You Don't Know podcast, podcast as Lev would prefer, the lecturer first used the French version of a racist slur when reading from a text during a seminar in November 2021. She then repeated it in English, the students say. Sharon, they've changed her name, who was present at the time, says she was stunned when she heard it, particularly when the teacher said its connotations were not that offensive in French. It was so humiliating, she says. I just remember walking back to the halls after a seminar, just crying because I couldn't believe it. I just felt so upset. Sharon's next experience in May 2022 prompted her to make an official complaint. She says the same lecturer gave her racialized feedback about her end of year essay on equality in the French legal system. She told me, not to be tempted to use the essay as a platform for personal exasperation or indignation around racism. Imagine. I just felt so upset when I read that. I don't think my work is above critique at all, but it felt so racialized. 
Sharon's complaint led to a meeting with the university and she was offered a personal apology from the lecturer she'd complained about, but she turned it down as she wanted an apology from the, for the whole seminar group, which didn't happen. Another student, Anya, changed the name, says she also witnessed the lecturer using the same slur in French, which she read out in a lecture and a seminar in January and February of this year. <laughs> Anya says the teacher basically misled the students about what it meant. It was after these um, that um, it was after these that students decided to walk out in protest. We decided that at this point it was time for collective action and it was the only way for our voices to be heard, says Anya. As black students, we feel like we shouldn't have to hear such a violent anti-black slur. It's absolutely crazy. Students have also complained about a culture of institutional racism in the department and want more inclusive texts in the curriculum. They say it only values the thoughts of white people. Students also want the university to strengthen its guidelines around the use of derogatory language and provide anti-racism training for all staff within the School of Arts, Languages and Cultures. The university has launched an investigation into all these issues and students say they do have faith that um, changes will happen. But the saga has affected their studies. Sharon says she seriously considered dropping out and giving up on her degree and she worries the investigation will be dragged out. It keeps me up thinking about all the classes I'm on track to fail just because of how much this has disrupted my studies. Um, This has a huge impact on my mental health and it's caused an acute psychological distress. Well done, my Gs. Um, Senior staff have personally apologized to students exposed to racist language and for the lack of sensitivity displayed in discussions of topics such as racism, racial representations and colonialism. The university says it wants to continue to collaborate with students In our ongoing review process Yes Alright go and think about it Um Yeah like to that Okay to that uh, Lecturer You can suck out for an eternity Because you were warned in 20 You weren't even warned in 2021 2022 they warned you And then you still entered this year Still doing the same thing You are clearly a mad person Like how It's weird how lecturers get so much joy From repeating racist phrases And being like yeah but it was of that time But I can see the glee I can see the glee in your eyes I can see your eyes sparkling sparkling As you're saying it Like you're a weirdo You're an actual weirdo And again yes The institutional racism within universities Is just so Like it's so pervasive Like And it's clear it's evident through the text that continues to be chosen for people to read you've got to change that text up we are tired of reading um, life from the perspective of dead white men even the ones that are alive we don't care that much change it up change it up spice up the thing. because i know that if she had a book that was calling her any sort of pasty bitch oh god i swore again she wouldn't be running to go and read that She wouldn't be stressing herself out to go and read that. But she wants to be, she wants to have these students in a lecture where they're hearing derogatory terms about themselves. That's unfair. That's unfair. So something needs to change as far as I'm concerned. So she can suck out. And all of the universities that refuse to kind of get rid of their canonic texts or at least diversify their canonic texts, I don't want to hear it. I I just don't want to know. And um, my last straw of the week um 
gets sent into hell. This straw goes to hell to go and meet Carolyn Bryant, who is um, or was 88 years old. Carolyn Bryant Dunham was the one who accused Emmett Till of um, whistling at her and touching her bum all those years ago. Um, And he was 14 at the time because of her accusation. When he came into her store, he was visiting on um, holidays, visiting his family. Um, His mom sent him over to go and visit his family, I believe, in Mississippi. And uh, he went into the store and she was running the store and um, she accused him of shit. And it led to her husband and her husband's half-brother, along with um, at least two other men, um, kidnapping Emmett from his family's home. Um, lynching him, shooting him in the head, gouging his eyes out, cutting out his tongue, wrapping barbed wire around his neck, like castrating him. Um, Like they disfigured his body beyond recognition and then dumped him in the river, weighed him down and dumped him in the river. That's So his mum insisted when his body was retrieved that she would have an open casket and people seeing his body that became the, the catalyst for so much change within the civil rights movement, but it should have never, ever been that. And um, they got acquitted, the husband and the um, half-brother, they got acquitted. And after that, that's when they admitted that, yeah, they did it. They were like, we did it. So to keep, to, to send a message out to all the other blacks, as they phrased it. And so in 2007, I believe, um, there was a senior researcher from Duke University um, who interviewed Carolyn, found her, interviewed her, and he talked to her about what she had accused Emmett of. And she said that part's not true. So essentially that was her confession. She was like, that part's not true. People have said that she's um, even talked about it in, an, in another book since about all of this stuff. But she continues essentially to live her life, basically saying that, well, she continued to live her life, basically saying that Emmett didn't touch her. So that 14 year old boy was killed for no reason. Killed in the most horrendous way Tortured and then killed Like Oh a child A child How could you live with yourself And then now She's dead At the age of 88 And I don't want anyone to come and be like Oh But let's not speak ill of the dead You raggedy cow I wish I could call you more While Lev wasn't here Or it wasn't You know at the office with me You're a really really raggedy demon you are in the office. That's why I'm not saying the things that I want to say. You're a really, really nasty, nasty, nasty woman. And it will never be well with you. Five lifetimes from now, you would have not repaid that karmic debt of what you've done. You deserve everything that happens to you in every realm that you visit hereafter. You cow. You disgusting. See you next Tuesday. You raggedy, raggedy, B-I-T-C-H. Yeah. Suck out, suck out for an eternity, for an eternity, you nasty person. And the thing is, from the things that I saw in my visions at the ayahuasca ceremonies, even you, you you nasty person, one way or another, you will still find your way back to source. You will still find your way back to God. But I just wish the human part of me wishes that you had really, really been dealt with on this, on this side, because there was an arrest warrant out for you and, or that was issued for you. And um, the police just never actioned it. 
Again, the way that white women are pro- protected from the violence that they commit. Madness. Madness. So that's that, I guess. That's everything. Covered all of the things. Myself and Lev somehow made it through. Never would have made it. Anyway, we made it through. Huh? Who sings that song? It's a gospel song. You wouldn't know. Anyway, that's it from myself and Lev. Like I said, you can support the children's home on a monthly basis now. I'll add the link to the show notes. I will get back to you about what dates the live show will be in Birmingham, the SYMposium. You can pre-order my book, um, Edge of Here. You can do that as well. Support the ting. Uh, I think that's it. Mm, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my brain is fried. That must be it. Anyway, I've been Kalechi for. Lev has been here with me. This has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mind. That's it. Anyway, catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.